You're listening to Anita Marks. We've got Mike Tannenbaum. The Jets have no leverage, none whatsoever. Believe me, if you know that, and I know that, the Green Bay Packers know that. So that's why, to me, when you just boil it down, sure, does Green Bay want to move on from him, get the cap relief, move on to Jordan Love? Of course they do. You always have to look at, in a negotiation, like, what are the alternatives for both sides? You know, we could talk all we want about, you know, leverage and all, but at the end of the day, who's playing quarterback for them if it's not Aaron Rodgers? Stacey Dales. It's a messy situation. I hope they can just be grown-ups and say, he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be here. His offensive coordinator, Nathakit, is in New York. He wants to play for Nathaniel and Robert Sola. Let's move forward. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hour three. Great job, guys. Harvey and Joe producing the show. Doing some extra, a little extra, extra on this Sunday morning. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Seth Greenberg joined us on the show right and early at 9 a.m. When we, when we kicked off, if you missed that interview, uh, we're going to replay it for you this hour, getting you ready for March Madness. Uh, some really fun, exciting games on tap, on the slate uh, later on this afternoon, and of course, some really good ones this evening. Hopefully, you don't have to be into work bright and early Monday morning. 800-919-3776. Uh, before we get to your calls, Russell, Ken, Corey, hang tight. Want to remind you, the New York Islanders 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. So enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Buffalo Sabres at home on March 25th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, submit your entry for full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. All right, uh, let's uh, continue with your calls. Let's go to Ken in Saddle River. Ken, welcome in. Hey, how are you, Anita? Um, I'm Ken Ehrman, and since I was born a Jet fan 53 years ago, my goal mm-hmm. was to buy the Jets. That was the goal. But I will tell you now, yep. that segment by Stacy brought me to tears. I couldn't believe it. If we get a guy like this, I've been waiting my whole life for a guy like this. He could be better than Derek Jeter because football's bigger than baseball. This guy, if he wins a Super Bowl for New York, or two, or three, wouldn't it be the best? He'd be the best, a living legend. It's unbelievable. Do you hear? It comes down to how smart he is. He has the intelligence to do the right thing on each play, to fake the pass, everything he's been doing his whole career, things that we've never seen. We're going to have that on the field with the top five defense. I am telling you, Stacy literally brought me to tears, and I haven't stopped crying since. Oh, Ken. I just want to reach out and hug you. <laughs> Unbelievable. I hope, I hope it happens for you, Ken. Obviously, you know, for you, it's, uh, you, you know, you, you, would, you would give up that number 13 overall pick. Um, and we hear it loud and clear, my friend. Uh, let's go to Corey and Edison. Corey, you're up. Hi, Anita. Love this show. Um, when I first heard Aaron say that comment about the 90% retirement, you know, I, it, it made me take a step back, too. But thinking about it now, I think he was speaking um, hyperbolic. You know, two reasons why. I just don't think he was going to retire with that much money on the table, you know, uh, let down $55 million and just eat it. And also, I don't think he was going to retire anything near as Brady because 
when that ceremony, that Hall of Fame ceremony goes down, the talk is going to be about Brady, not Rogers. And knowing Rogers, I feel like, you know, he wants to, he wants to talk to the ceremony to be about him. Thanks for taking the call. You got it. Let's go to Russell. Russell, good morning. My call. Uh, I really want to talk about this Rogers thing. You know, I heard you say that Green Bay holds the card. I don't think so. I think if Aaron Rodgers publicly states that if Green Bay doesn't do the right thing, he's going to come back. They owe him $50 million. And what are they going to do? Sit him so Love can play for $50 million. They'll screw up their entire cap structure, salary structure moving forward. They won't be able to, you know, do they not play Jordan Love at that point? I don't see Green Bay paying him $50 million, whether he plays or not. So I think he really controls the cards. What do you think? It, it's interesting. It's, it's Russell, it's a standoff, right? Um, it's, it's a standoff. At the end of the day, uh, the Green Bay Packers are not in a great situation. The Jets, because now option number two with all these quarterbacks now finding new homes and the best option on the table right now uh, for the Jets, if they, if they have to pivot, is, is Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, both, both these teams are, are not in a good predicament. You know, for the Green Bay Packers, it's financially. For the Jets, it's it's on the field, and it's winning football games. Um, you know, and, and and again, general manager, you know, the, the the men that are a part of that team who work the money, it's higher than my pay grade. I I don't have the intricacies of that, but that's why I I wanted Mike Tannenbaum on the program, and and he was on earlier, and he said yes. The Green Bay Packers hold all the cards and they have the leverage uh, because uh, the situation right now, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady sitting around taking photographs of himself in underwear, Teddy Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Blaine Gabbert. You know, are you, are you going to give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson? No, you're not. You're, 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 you're not willing to give up one for Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, uh, you've, you've got you've to pay him a, a boatload of money. Let's go to Brian in Milburn. Brian, let's end this this segment strong, my friend. What you got? Hey, Nina. You know I'm a super huge fan of yours. Oh, um, thank you. You're, you're, you're spot on with your take because I thought it was a bad idea to go after him anyway. They should have signed Derek Carr, kept their draft picks, and build around Derek Carr for long-term um, mm-hmm. stability in the franchise. The problem with certain, situ- certain franchises is the owners don't let the football people be the football. Remember how – the, the Giants fans were screaming that the Maras and the Tishes get out the way and stop hiring their family and hire real football people, and they did that. That's why I respect them. And how somebody going to call the station and say, oh, because he won one title in New York, he's going to be big, bigger than Derek G. Are you serious? It's how he feels, Brian. That's asinine. Well, that's your opinion. It's his opinion. Yes, you ma'am. Know, I don't, Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, I personally, Brian, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it gets bigger than Joe Namath and Derek Jeter myself. I, so I disagree. But you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, we come back. Uh, we're we're going to switch gears yet again and uh, and and talk some NCAA uh, basketball with you. Um, I also have some Knicks and some World Baseball Classic discussion coming your way this hour with you till noon. And then, um, and then a little bit later on this afternoon, we've got Larry Hardesty coming your way and the Rangers going up against the Predators. As not only do we get closer to the NBA postseason, but we're also getting closer, obviously, to the NHL postseason as well. <laughs>
There you go, Don. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Great slate of games today. This Hoops Update brought to you by new Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola is here, born for what's next. Born for a bolder taste. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola, born for this. Enjoy responsibly. So joining us now is Dan Servadidio. And he's a lead college football and college basketball analyst for Fantasy Alarm. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the program. He's been with on, on with us before. So Dan, welcome in. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. Just a few hours away from tip-off. Game number one, 12-10 is Pittsburgh going up against Xavier. How, you, how are you doing in your bracket? How are you doing so far in the last three days? Hey, Anita, yeah, I appreciate you bringing me on again. I talked some uh, college troops with you. Um, I, this has been an awesome first couple of days of the tournament. My bracket is surprisingly doing okay. I went on a limb and, and uh, backed Creighton to go to the championship game, and somehow that's still alive. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got Creighton against Houston, both still alive in my championship. So uh, we're okay. I avoided some of the big upsets so far. Yeah, um, so in the South, I've got Creighton going up against Alabama, 50-50. I probably have, like, so I'm playing in yeah. four pools I probably have anywhere 5, 10, 13, 6. So I have 16. So I have 16 brackets. And I'd say out of them, uh, half and half, I've got Alabama coming out of the South. The other half, I've got Creighton coming out of the South. In all of them, uh-huh. I have Tennessee coming out of the East. Uh, in, um, in all of them, I've got Houston coming out of the Midwest. And in, in half of them, I've got Gonzaga and Yukon coming out of the West. That's that's my and then I've got Houston and Alabama and Creighton winning. That's 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 what my bracket looks like. So I'm I'm sitting yeah, right avoided. now. I'm happy. I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. I'm happy. Yeah, you weren't. We're, we're both of us weren't those people backing Purdue or Arizona to go deep. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. All right. So let's let's help people win some money and 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 give them some insight in regard to uh, what's coming up before we start talking about uh, the games that you are eyeing. Uh, we have to talk about FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson University, uh, you know, Stone's Throw uh, from where I am in, in Hoboken, going up against FAU, which is a Stone's Throw from where I grew up in Miami. FAU is in Boca Raton, so the owls reside in the mouth of the rat. Um, but thoughts on FDU and, and, and how far, I mean, I, you know, very few if anybody had FDU going this far. But how about this, Dan? If they do beat FAU, they go up against Tennessee at the Garden, dude. At the Garden. Can you imagine? 
Yeah, this is kind of reminiscent of St. Peter's last year. I think I forget where they was it Brooklyn or something where they played their Elite Eight uh, when they ended up pulling off the win against uh, Purdue there. So yeah, I mean they if they get they get this win, then who knows in the next round? Um, you know, honestly, today I I don't have high expectations for Fairleigh Dickinson to keep it going. Um, I think FAU is just a very you know a very much better team, obviously, but you know though I kind of viewed the winner of that Memphis FAU game. I saw them beating Purdue. Um, Purdue was just a vulnerable team to me, and you know I, I wasn't bold enough to pick uh, Fairleigh Dickinson to beat them in that game. But they just had a lot of um, glaring issues offensively when it wasn't Zach Eady that was uh, dominating um, their their freshman guard. So you know Fairleigh Dickinson had a great game plan of just double teaming, triple teaming Zach Eady and making other guys beat them, and they didn't. Um, you know the, those freshman guards. Purdue really came back to bite them in the especially in crunch time late in the game their offense just looked very very out of sorts so um you know huge credit to Fairleigh Dickinson I mean that's awesome and um but Florida Atlantic is just I I think they're a more complete team than a Purdue just because of their balance on offense and defense multiple guys that can beat you um and they were impressive to kind of stick out and, and pull out the win against Memphis well, I thought, you know, probably could win that and then make a run. But um, I just think the defense of Florida Atlantic specifically is going to really frustrate fairly Dickinson's guys here. So, uh, you know, I don't see it as too close. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to back FAU to win big, too, because I just think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, Florida Atlantic's licking their chops here, really easy match in the second round. Yeah, their defense holding opponents to 62 points per game or less. At 240, you got Kentucky going up against Kansas State. I've got Kentucky advancing there. At 515, Michigan State against Marquette. Give me Michigan State in the points. I think I've got them upsetting Marquette, by the way, in my bracket. At 610, St. Mary's against UConn. UConn looks so good. I was so upset that UConn faced Iona in that first round. I was really hoping that Iona would get a, d- a different a different. Uh, um, seed a, a different I think UConn is better than a fourth seed personally but let's stop right here at 7 10 p.m. Creighton going up against Baylor as I said I got Creighton coming out of that south region I like them a lot give me the one give me the one point Baylor's favored here uh, by one the over under is 144 and a half how are you playing this one Dan yeah I'm loving Creighton here uh, the one point the money line uh, and We'll we'll see closer to tip if if money starts coming in on Creighton and maybe even, maybe they are end up being the favorite by uh, this game tipping off. But um, yeah, Creighton's just a more complete balanced team offensively and defensively for me and has been all season. Um, and the the one of the main reasons I picked Creighton to go far into the championship game was they just have one of the best and arguably the best starting fives in the sport with you know guys one through five that can kind of step up offensively when other guys are struggling. Um, you know, one game it's Ryan Kalkbrenner got dominated down low, but you know Ryan Nemhard is a guy that gets overlooked who can take over. You know Baylor Shireman, um, you know that vet, that you know point forward type guy who can re- really good both ways and can drain it from deep. Um, and then Arthur Kaluma, just a guy that I love that you know, kind of one of those fringe NBA prospects, so just doesn't get enough national attention, but he's he's a guy that can get hot at any point and take over. Um, but Baylor's defense is just the one thing that's been glaring to me. And 
I knew, uh, you know, I kind of figured it would take, it would bite them at some point, and that, that that was true against Iowa State in those two games at the end of the season and in the Big 12 opener where their defense just kind of got exposed. And honestly, in the first half against UC Santa Barbara, Baylor's defense was vulnerable there. Uh, they, you know, they let UC Santa Barbara hang around. It looked like an upset was there, um, and then Baylor kind of took over in the second half and. You know the final score looked a lot worse than what the how the actual game went. I think in the first half to me, and in um, Santa Barbara, you know had a chance to actually make it make it a, a real upset potential there. But Creighton just I like how they kind of stuck together and pulled out the the win against NC State when it got when it got tight, um, and their just defense kind of turned it on in the set, in the late you know the last few minutes in that game um, to pull away. So yeah, I like Creighton here. I'll take him as underdogs in the money line. Yeah, I'm with you as well. University of Miami going against Indiana. Full disclosure, I had Drake advancing, so surprised that Miami is here. <laughs> but boy, Indiana looks good, right? Uh, TJD, uh, 24 points, 11 rebounds against Kent State. I thought Kent State was going to win, but sure enough, that's not what happened. So now you got an Indiana team. They're favored by one and a half, two in some places. The over-under is 145 and a half. I'm all over Indiana. I know guard play is crucial, but boy, like I said, Indiana just looks so good. I think Indiana wins and advances here. What say you? Yeah, the, the guard play has been the one worry for me for Indiana and, and how deep they can go because, you know, outside, like obviously Trace Jackson Davis is a dominant guy, especially down low. But um, besides him and Hood Shafino, who's up and down, inconsistent, can, can drain it uh, with the best of them, can also can go a little cold at times. Um, but outside of those guys, you know, they, they need more consistent play from the other from the other guys there. But I, I like Indiana in this game for sure. Miami's defense, you know, similar to Baylor, uh, their defense has been a real worry for me. Um, and it's, you know, they, they went through the, the uh, easier ACC schedule and it really came back to bite them a few times. And, you know, against that game against Duke in the ACC tournament, they, it, was, it was bad. Um, and against Drake in that first-round game, Listen, their best player, Tucker DeVries, he, he scored only three points, and they still barely avoided an upset to a uh, Drake team that hung around and, and without their best player being as good as he can be. So uh, if you would just add, you know, say he has a 15-point game or 20-point game like he normally does, I mean, that's an upset right there. So, uh, yeah, Miami, I think their defense is a real worry for me, trying to handle Trace Jackson Davis down low. Um, so yeah, I do like Indiana in this game and I'm, I'm impressed how they handled Kent state. Cause I was with you. I thought Kent state would really give them a shot at the upset there. So I like how they just kind of handled business there and didn't even, you know, let, let people worry about Kent state actually taking it. Uh, last but not least, before we let you go, TCU going up against Gonzaga. Like I said, 50% of my brackets, I've got Gonzaga coming out of the West. Uh, Gonzaga's favored by four, going up against TCU. The over-under is 156 and a half. Um, the fact that they, they don't have Lampkin, I think, is going to be an issue. I think Timmy goes off later on tonight. Uh, wh- who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I'm with you on that exact point right there. I think this is a bad matchup against uh, Gonzaga without Lampkin mm-hmm. there. He, he's just he's just their their physical presence down low. Without him, Timmy is just gonna really go to work. I mean, it's just it's tough to game plan for Gonzaga anyway. But you know, two days rest and, and really trying to set up a really good game plan for Timmy. Um, but yeah, they, they, quietly though, the Gonzaga they've won ten straight, and all of them have been at least by seven points. So I'm seeing the spread, and I love it because I, I do think they handle TCU here. 
you know, this is a, this is a team, TCU is lucky to avoid an upset against Arizona State. Um, and if they don't get, like, a huge game by Mike Miles, then they do get upset. But, uh, they, you know, and offensively, TCU just relies a too much on uh, Miles and Damian Ball for them. And they just kind of lack another guy that has stepped up. You know, and with Lankin now, as you mentioned, I think that's bad for them here. Um, uh, yeah, I like Gonzaga to win and win comfortably. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate your time. Um, good luck uh, today and, and good luck for the remainder of the tournament, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Anita. Good luck to you as well. You got it. You got it. Uh, Dan Servadidio, what an interesting name that is, uh, joining us uh, here on 98.7 ESPN. Like I said, great slate of games. Adam, I see you want to chime in still talking about the Jets. I'll get your call. Also, let's talk about the Knicks. They beat the Nuggets. What is up next for them is the T-Wolves on Monday night at the Garden at 7.30. Jalen Brunson back, had a great game last night. 16 points in the first quarter, 13 in the second half. Crucial free throws that he needed to make. And then that lob to Mitch Robb. Woo! Man, so good to have him back on the court, right? Uh, can this be a Knicks team that surpasses the Cavs uh, as that fourth seed in the East before we, we get to the postseason? Possibly. I'll share with you all the reasons why. And also, let's talk about the uh, World Baseball Classic. Uh, team USA at it tonight, going up against Cuba. Uh, are you excited about it? I'm sure. Are you watching? Not sure. I, full disclosure, I haven't seen one second of it. Uh, but are you concerned? If I'm a Major League Baseball owner, if I'm a general manager, yeah, I've got some big concerns. And we'll dive into all that next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 98.7 ESPN. Before we start talking Knicks, and, and like I said, I want to talk World Baseball Classic, uh, let's take Adam. He's been holding on for a hot second, calling in from Plainview. Adam, good morning. Good morning, Anita. Great to talk to you. Um, I just want to tell you, I feel like we're in a bit of an uncomfortable situation made by the Jets GM. I feel like our back's against the wall, and we've tipped our hand a few too many times. When you look at other deals in the league, agents look at the other deals and they say, well, this happened, so we want at least this. And if you go back to when the Rams acquired Stafford from the Lions, they got two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. And that's quite a package. So the Green Bay Packers are saying, we want something comparable for this Hall of Fame quarterback. And the Jets are saying, we're not going to give it to you. And then the media says, oh, the Jets have the leverage. I don't see how that's true. I mean, can you, can you tell well, me? Well, here's Adam. Adam, really quick, don't and don't and don't hang up. I, I don't want you to go anywhere. But here's here's what the issue is. Uh, the issue is um, that Aaron Rodgers. You're you're talking about like a, a one year. Like chances are he's only going to play for one year. So you know that that's where the difference is. 
right? This is why I said I felt Derek Carr was the better option. Number one, you don't have to give up your first round pick. You can improve your offensive line and you're getting a quarterback for the next three to five years. Now the Green Bay Packers are demanding a number one and for a quarterback that you're only going to get for one year, Adam, if you're lucky, you'll get him for two. I don't think you do. That's what the difference is. Okay, I mean, yeah, fair enough. But now the thing is, how much is the Super Bowl worth to the Jets when they haven't won in since? Yeah, but there's no, but Adam, there's no, Adam, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee, Adam. I appreciate the phone call. Listen, there is no guarantee that you you bring Aaron Rodgers to this team that the Jets win a Super Bowl. There's none, and you've got to make sure that he's invested. Is he going to be here in the off season? Is he going to be here through OTAs? If he was ninety percent leaning towards retiring. 90% before he went in that deep, dark hole. What makes you think that he's going to reinvent himself and actually want to be here for OTAs? I, I just, I don't know. I, don't, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. This is why I said, I think it should have been Derek Carr, but again, it's, it's, it's above my pay grade. It's above my pay grade. Uh, all right, let, let's talk about the Knicks for a second. They beat the Nuggets last night, 116 to 110. By the way, the Nuggets... Number one seed in the West. I expect them to represent the West in the championship. Granted, I know KD is uh, injured now. We'll see. I, I think that that hurts the chemistry that I, I think the Suns were expecting to be created. Uh, but, man, what a great win this was, right? Julius Randle, 20, 20 points. Brunson, 24 points. R.J. Barrett, 21 Um and more importantly, it wasn't just the points that Brunson put up. 16 in the first quarter, 13 in the second half, crucial free throws. The lob to, to Mitch Robb to pretty much like put the nail in the coffin. But man, different different team with him obviously on the court. I, I know I'm not, I'm not telling you what you don't already know. So this Knicks team, they've won three straight. They're 42 and 30. And looking at the East, Bucks right now two games up on Boston. The 76ers, they've won Eight straight. So now they as well. Two games behind the Bucks. Very interesting. Who gets that number one seed? One, two, three. Bucks, Boston, and the 76ers. Cleveland sitting there at four. Uh, they've got a two and a half game lead on the Knicks. Can the Knicks surpass the Cleveland Cavaliers? So now that they are hosting the first round of the playoffs, I think they very well could. Uh, here's the thing. Cleveland has the easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. They've got two games against the Nets. Which, by the way, Nets playing excellent basketball, by the way. Uh, the Knicks, they have the third easiest schedule in the NBA. Some crucial games you want to mark on your calendar. Wednesday against Miami, in Miami. The 29th against Miami here at the Garden. And then the 31st. Man, what if it comes down to that game at Cleveland on the 31st to really dictate who ends up with the fourth seed? It very well could. And I feel really good about this Knicks team right now. I'll tell you that. Also, some other, other news out there. As we know, uh, Edwin Diaz out now for the season. Why? Celebrating. Jumping around, celebrating because his Dominican Republic team uh, won a game in the World Baseball Classic. Torres Patelitin, and he's out for the season. Just stinks. David Robinson right now is the best option for the Mets. Uh, do they make some moves with Cohen? Of course, we expect them to, right? Um, so there's that, but Altuve, his right hand, 96 mile per hour fastball, boom, he's out for a few weeks. If, if I'm a major league baseball owner, if I'm a general manager, I'm, I'm really, 
I, I think some conversations, I know how much these players love this, especially since we have so many foreigners who play Major League Baseball. They love the World Baseball Classic. Altuve, Diaz, I just, this just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know about you. Uh, later on tonight, semifinals, you've got Team USA going up against Team Cuba. USA, um, they, uh, they beat Venezuela. Um, uh, Cuba, they've lost to, um, to Italy and the Netherlands. So um, we'll see what happens. Team USA lost to Mexico. I've got Team USA advancing and taking on Japan with Otani, who's just kicking butt and taking names. Is he not? He certainly is. Uh, quick break. We come back. Uh, Seth Greenberg. We'll hear from him next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Seth Greenberg joins us now here on 98.7 ESPN. This was our only time we could get him on the program. I said it doesn't matter. We will lead off with you, Seth. Former FDU uh, grad and, of course, played for FDU back in, uh, in, in 1974 through 78. So you were the first person who came to mind. I said, I've got to get him on my Sunday show. Good morning. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's a great time of the year. Obviously, this, the tournament's been exactly what we expected. And I'd say from the selection Sunday to the end of the first weekend, it is the best week in sport. I don't care what the sport. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl, the World Series, college football playoffs there's no greater week of sport than from selection sunday to the end of the first weekend i I love it i I absolutely love it um well let's start first and foremost with with fdu right uh you know anderson uh tobin anderson comes in uh from a d2 school uh really turns things around he's got a number of players who follow him there they beat Texas Southern 84 to 61, which is a really was a really big surprise to me. Full disclosure, I did not have them winning that game. And then on top of it, pulls one of the biggest upsets, only the second time ever in the history of this dance. Um, does a 16 seed beat a one seed, beating Purdue 63 to 58? Seth, your thoughts on this team and and, and what Coach Anderson has been able to do with this with the squad? Tobin's done an amazing job. That's an understatement. <clears throat> for sure. And, you know, getting those three guys to come with him so they understand his culture, his identity, and how he does things, and they could basically coach the locker room with him was really, really important. Uh, but it's all about identity. NCAA tournament's all about, we always say it's, all, it's about matchups. Well, if you can impose your identity in that matchup on the game, uh, then you have a chance to win the game. And that's exactly what they've done the first two games. Now, look, this is a team that lost 15 games. So, I mean, it's not like this team has been undefeated. But what it does do is it, it basically gets up and under you and distorts everything you want to do. They attack you offensively. They attack you defensively. They take you out of rhythm. They make you react to them. And, and that's what happened in these two games. Uh, you know, think about the Purdue game, uh, ball pressure. Ball pressure buys time, swarming the post, uh, spreading Purdue out, driving Purdue, uh, having no fear, taking care of the basketball. Fairly different, they don't turn it over. They make threes. They turn you over. Uh, those things are what they were able to do against, uh, obviously, a very, very talented, very well-coached Purdue team. And uh, it's been a great story. I mean, it really has. I'm so happy for those kids. I'm happy for Tobin. It's great for the university. Uh, so it's it's been a great week. Well, let's, let's <clears throat> dive into all that, right? Uh, because, you know, first and foremost, you talk about what it means for the university, and, and, and I was just informed of this. Every win, that conference gets about – 
$2 million from what I understand. And so for, for FDU not to just win one game, but to win two, talk about what this means for that conference. Talk about what this means for Coach Anderson and also recruiting and the trans, transfer portal moving forward. There's so much uh, that, that, that really comes along with the success that FDU has had so far. Right, Seth? Yeah, well, I, I think it's even more than two million dollars per win, but uh, they get yeah they get a share is what they do. And mm-hmm. well, for the conference, it's notoriety for the conference, it's credibility for the conference. It's you know basically uh, it doesn't just affect uh, FDU, it affects everyone in the conference because it, it basically creates a vision of what's possible uh, for Fairleigh Dickinson. You're right about the transfer portal because you're Fairleigh Dickinson. You have good young players that they play well. You know basically the mid majors or the high majors are going to go and recruit them right off your roster. But if you're fairly Dickinson now and you say, wait a second, these guys came in one year, boom, they turned around, look at their style of play, look how much fun they're having, how aggressive they are. If they're another mid-major and they want to transfer down, if they're a D2, they're a really good player, and want to transfer up, fairly Dickinson now becomes a destination. You say, wait a second, in one year, look what those guys were able to do. Man, look at it. They're running all over the place. They're trapping. They're pressing. Look offensively. they got so much freedom. They play with good space and they play hard. Look how much fun they're having. Well, you know what? You can take that, obviously, with social media that the attention the school's gotten, and then with your own, you know, social media department, you can create snippets to show the prospects saying, "Hey, this is exactly how you fit in." By the way, we're going to free you up offensively as long as you compete defensively. But you know, look how much look look at the excitement that we've created. I mean, they sold out the Rockland Center uh, for a game in, the, in in their NEC playoffs. I mean, it's it's been great. It's been great for the university. It's been great for the basketball program. It's great for the NEC. Uh, and, I, you know, I just think that right now is a really good time. Now, it's hard to maintain, but, but when you win and get this exposure, it makes it a little bit easier to maintain. Absolutely. Seth Greenberg joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, bright and early on this Sunday fun day. Later on tonight, 745 is tip-off. FDU going up against FAU. I like to say those owls who live in the mouth of the rat. Uh, let's let's talk about this matchup. Um, you know, first things first, being a former coach, h- how do you refocus your guys, right? Coming off of something, again, that's only been accomplished twice in the history of this tournament, a 16 seed being a one. How do you, how do you refocus their energy? And, okay, that was then, this is now, we've got to take care of business. Yeah, 24-hour rule probably, I'm sure, don't let them enjoy it. Uh, you want it to happen again? Uh, we're qualified, not satisfied. Why would we satisfy? If we can be the number one seed, why can't we beat, you know, Florida Atlantic? Uh, let's focus on doing what we need to do. Uh, we are our habits, and let's get back to our habits. Uh, let's get back to the things we do. Let's get back to our routine. All right? What can we give and what can we take away from FAU? How are we going to impose our identity on the game? What are the matchups that we're going to try to attack? And lay out a very specific game plan on no differently than any other game and how we're going to play. Tobin's uh, routine will not change. Coach Anderson's routine won't change. Now, obviously, he's going to have a lot more media uh, requests, uh, but he's got his staff is focused. He's focused. you got to remember that. These are two D2 guys, man. D2 guys are used to, you know, getting in the bus, driving the bus themselves, pulling over at McDonald's, <laughs> having a pregame meal, going to play in the game and getting back in that bus and driving back. So, look, this is fun. They're enjoying it. But they're all about getting greedy. They're all about working. They're all about, you know, not having <clears throat> police escorts to games. Uh, you know, they're in the trenches. So he's got a D2 staff that understands uh, how to work 
and behind the scenes and do all the little things and all men on, on board and hands on deck. And, and that's exactly the approach that they will take. And that's the approach that the team will take. There's no doubt in my mind. So as we know, Tennessee <clears throat> beat Duke yesterday, 65 to 52. Literally so and figuratively. <laughs> Both. Um, and so they're, they're looking, they're sitting back and they're going to watch this game and see whoever wins this one advances <clears throat> to take on Tennessee. Not only that, but it's the garden set. At the Garden, you know, a, a, a drive, a driver away, right, um, from from where they reside. Uh, so with that being said, what are your thoughts with this matchup? Are you giving FDU a shot here to possibly pull another upset? And what do you think? I think the Garden will be rocky. It will be unbelievable if they win. It'll be the first time, by the way, ever in the history of the tournament that a 16 advances to the Sweet 16, let alone be able to play at the Garden just a stone's throw from their, their home court. Unbelievable story here. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, first things first. What do they have to do? They've got to, you know, they, look, they've got to take care of the basketball against a very good FAU team. They've got to be able to make some threes, and they've got, they've got to force some turnovers so they can play out of defense. Uh, you know, they've got to spread FAU. FAU is a good team, by the way. I mean, really, really well coached. That's based on a great job. And John L. Davis comes up the bench. He's the league scorer. They've got, they play four guards, but, yeah, I mean, it would be great. I'm not going to speculate, well, what happens to the Tennessee. Tennessee's the most physical team in college basketball. First played a game against Duke when they knocked Philipowski right on his keister. That was a flagrant one. It wasn't called, and it set the tone for the whole game. 100% set the tone for the whole game. Uh, Tennessee outplayed. Olivia Conwell was absolutely terrific. But that was the worst officiated game I've ever seen in college basketball. If those guys advanced to the, to the next round as a Sweet 16, it's a tragedy. And Tennessee would have won anyway. But that was a poorly officiated game from all hands. I'm getting calls from NBA guys. I'm getting calls from other officials almost embarrassed about how physical that game was. Uh, so, I mean, you, you play Tennessee, you got to deal with the physicality. Yeah, I feel that this has been – Seth, I feel like this has been the underlining tone this year in, in, the, in the games that I have watched. A lot of times I'm looking, I'm like, oh, isn't that a foul? No, man, they, they are letting them play. They are letting them ball. Uh, this tournament, which is great. I know we've got to let you go. You've got a Sports Center hit coming up, uh, really quick. Who do you have winning this whole damn thing? I still have Alabama. <clears throat> I think they're the most talented, deepest team. Uh, they're they're a team that can survive. Yeah, certain guys not playing well. They've got great depth. They run you off the three. They protect the rim. They've got the best college prospect in in the game. And Brandon Miller, uh, great length and athleticism. Uh, I still have Alabama winning. I got Connecticut getting to the Final Four, but I got Alabama winning the championship. Fantastic. Seth, again, so appreciate your time on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nita. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.